a woman's sexuality is narcissistic because it has only to do with you. Meaning like there's like a hot dude standing in front of you, like the hottest dude with like the sickest body, hard, ready to ravage you, right? Ready to like take you on with all of this desire in his eyes. And you're like, I kind of feel a little bloated. You're not going to do it. Pussy is offline. In this episode of Gala Loves Everything, I'm talking to my friend Barbara Katz-Nelson, the awareness muse, about the power of pussy, the power of having a pleasure research department, and what happens when we let turn on lead us through our lives. You are listening to Gala Loves Everything with Gala Darling, where we talk about manifesting your future self and healing what keeps you small and boring. With over 17 years in the healing industry, you can count on me to keep it clear, concise, and real with a side of F-bombs. Yeah, I'm almost definitely going to say fuck. If you want to be the creative badass you've always dreamed of, I've got you. Let's go. Oh my God, Barbara, I am so excited to talk to you about this today, mostly because I'm selfish and self-serving. And when I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, I felt like you really expanded and like slightly exploded my world, which was amazing. So good. Oh my God. I'm so, so happy to hear you say that. And I am so, so, so excited to hear what happened. (sighs) two weeks and how you expanded and it sounds already in your voice so juicy oh hit me hard (laughs) (laughs) so for everybody listening this is my friend Barbara she is an amazing woman I got to know her better through Gala Darling Method she was a um, and one of the first students came through and she's just got such great energy and Barbara doesn't just use tapping she uses tapping in conjunction with like pleasure coaching and pussy worship would you say that would you call yourself like a pussy queen? I would. Yes. Oh, I am a hundred percent. I am a pussy queen. I am in service. I'm a pussy servant. I am a pussy goddess, all of the things. This is I you have the Gulliverse. I have the pussy verse. Oh, I love it so much. And so um a couple of weeks ago, I was reading like David Data and I was having like a real like Pisces season moment, thinking about polarity. And Barbara's name had kept popping into my head over the past few days. And something I've really noticed in my life is that when someone's name starts to appear in my head repeatedly, I have to reach out to them. And so I sent Barbara a message and I was like, Hey, this is kind of random, but can you just tell me what you know about polarity? And she started sending me these voice messages and we ended up talking for, I don't know, 45 minutes, maybe just back and forth. And it was blowing my mind. And then when we were done, I went back through all the, this is some Virgo shit, went back through all the messages, listened to them in sequence and made notes in my journal about what she'd said. And, you know, one of the things that was really interesting was that you said to me, um, I think you said something about like, you know, how much pleasure do you feel in your life or whatever? And my answer was really, I'm very well practiced at feeling joy and bliss and excitement, but pleasure and sensuality wasn't something that I was like, I didn't have a finely attuned sense of it. And it's something that wasn't really part of my life, which I think you were really surprised to hear. I was, I was surprised to hear because my experience of you is always like a lot of times I experience you as turned on and happy and joyful, but what you're saying is so subtle. 
you know, mm. and that's really, it's up to the person experiencing the pleasure, right? So to me, and like, this is where it kind of gets, it gets interesting because I look at women, I'm like, pussy online, pussy offline, or dead pussy. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, you know, I experience you often, you know, sometimes online, sometimes offline, same thing with me, right? Like, I think that's a comment for everyone. The trick with all of this is, and the pleasure work is, it's not about, it's like you being the one that gets the pussy online, not like an event happens and you're like, oh, pussy's online. That's kind of the thing with the pleasure, right? Mm. So like the dead pussy is like, you know, dead pussy, even if whoever's listening to this is like someone who is a woman who's miserable and dedicated to being miserable and always wants to complain and all like, those are the women that you're like, oh, stay, I can't, I want to <laughs> run away. Do not, and like online and offline pussy is a little bit different because you can get back online, right? And to me, when we were talking, it was like what you were saying made so much sense because pleasure is really like, I think it's like individual to you Mm -hmm. and it's of the body, right? So it's not, I think of pleasure is like, it's not just sexual or erotic. It's incorporating all of your five senses and it's your body is very much the one that's online. And it's a mind body connection to like the umpteenth power. So it's like more sexual aliveness you have inside, the more your body's online, the more like the coffee smell can turn you on, you know, that like I'll put coffee in the morning. I'm like, Oh my God. And I let myself sit in that smell and just don't do anything and take it in. And what happens is because pussy, you know, pussy is so beautiful and amazing because the clit has 8,000 nerve endings that are dedicated just for pleasure alone. And that's their whole soul, soul purpose of the clitoris. Whereas in a man, they have a multifunctional tool, the penis, and the penis has 4,000 nerve endings connect, connected, dedicated just for pleasure. So as women, we feel pleasure way more intensely than men do. Mm -hmm. So our job, if the body is designed this way, right? This is how we're born. This is how it's made. Our job to me personally is what can I do in my day to get connected and get the 8,000 nerve endings communicating with me that I'm them. So that's where going back to exactly what you were talking about is that like you could have joy Mm-hmm. But you could also not have the experience of pleasure when you're in joy. Totally. And I think joy can sort of be something that happens from like the shoulders up. You know what I mean? Like it's um it's it's excitement and it's anticipation and it's ideas and happiness and all those things which are great, but does it go below the shoulders is really the question. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the things that you said to me at the very beginning when we were exchanging messages was you said, what's your practice like with your man? Because you're long distance. So what's your communication like when you're apart? And I said, you know, I send sexy texts and photos and videos and stuff, but I've noticed I'm really doing it more for him than for myself. And it really dawned on me when we were talking, like, how can I expect to be like really turned on when he's here? If I'm not making a practice of being really turned on every day when he's not here. And it's also, so to me, it's not even about that. It's more about, so, and it goes back to what I said to you was like, and this is, this is something that Esther Perel, I heard her say is, 
a woman's sexuality is narcissistic, which I love that so much. I just had chills, as I said (laughs) out loud, because it has only to do with you. Meaning like if you're standing, if like there's like a hot dude standing in front of you, like the hottest dude with like the sickest body, hard, ready to ravage you, right? Ready to like take you on with all of this desire in his eyes. And you're like, I kind of feel a little bloated. You're not going to do it. You're not, yeah. a woman not going to do it because she's, pussy is offline. So if she's, doesn't matter how hot he is, if she's not turned off, turned on by herself, whereas a man would be like, give me two minutes <laughs> and he's ready to go because they, the thing with the women's sexuality, and this goes back to what Esther Perel said, is that we need to turn ourselves on. So you could send your man the hottest photos of yourself, like in the hottest places wearing the fucking most turned on sexiest shit. If you're not feeling it, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. Like the juiciness is missing. Mm-hmm. So you've got to turn yourself on and it could be like, sometimes I work with women and I'm like, it doesn't even matter. Like it could be lingerie. You could put on a garbage bag with like a cute belt. Yes. And if you feel like that's the shit that turns you on, he's going to be like, yo, you look so hot. Like just, it's like, you could just, and that's part of the pleasure research. You practice with that kind of stuff. You find things that turn you on. And you like keep going with them to see what keeps you in your turn on. You could put on sexy lingerie and start like vacuuming the house in front <laughs> of him. And he'll he'll be like, what is happening, right? He won't even know what to do with himself because it's all about the turn on comes from the female. Like men are turned on by us. That's why we're so sexualized. That's part mm-hmm. of the reason why, because we are the ones, the turn on happens with us. Why? It goes back to the clitoris. We have the 8,000 nerve endings that can experience pleasure. So our, I think our creativity with turn on is higher once we're connected to the 8,000 nerve endings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just biological, you know, and it's once we look at it like that, it's kind of like my brain explodes because I'm like, of course, the turn on comes from us. Yeah. And one of the things as you're saying that that is occurring to me is this idea that we have to feel good in our own bodies and in ourselves first. And something that I struggled with for a couple of years was really um, like whatever I ate, it felt like I would get really bloated. And it was so hard for me to feel really confident and really sexy when I was bloated all the time. And now that I have like changed the foods that I'm eating and I'm really not having that problem anymore, the way that I feel in and of my body is so radically different. And I think we have to even take into account, like, how are you taking care of your body? Like, are you eating foods that make you feel like shit? Like, you're just not going to be radiant. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, that is one of the things, like I ask people, like I ask my clients, like, what is your diet? Like, not because I like, I'm trying to monitor their diets or whatever, but the foods that you eat, they either bring down your consciousness level or they raise your consciousness level. Mm. And then that there's a whole, you know, physical aspect with it also. So if you're eating like crappy stuff, Mm -hmm. it's not like the weight gain or bloating is to me even secondary. It's like, I don't feel well. Yeah. And if you don't feel well, how can you get turned on? That's not supporting. That's not, if you are. So to me, it's like, what is your intention for your life? What is your, my intention is pleasure and ease in everything I do. Mm. So it's like, if this food is not going to bring me pleasure and ease after I finish eating it, I am not eating it. 
you know, right. because that's going to take away from me getting into my turn on because I turn on is what leads me to pleasure and ease. Mm-hmm. So I want to have the most turn on as possible. So I'm not going to, it allows me to make choices from that lens of like, what am I going to eat and eating the food that we eat. And conversely, you could really get a lot of turn on from the food you eat. Like even like, you know, I have like a vision. One of the things that I want to do in like a year or so is create a retreat in like Paris. And one of the things we're going to do there is we're going to have like turned on eating. We're like, you're going to eat really slow mm-hmm. and you're going to eat like, and we're going to get like fresh, like all the fresh foods, like, you know, and vegetables, like asparagus, everything that's like, just like super fresh and super organic and super like delicious and eat it really slow and just experience what it's like to like suck it down and like, just, you know, what does it feel like on your tongue and your lips? And that is a turn on experience in Mm. itself, Mm. right? Because a lot of times as women, because we're so busy, we have so much shit to do. We're running around, like shoving food down our throats and going on to the next thing. Right. Absolutely. We are literally eating so quickly. We eat standing up, you know, standing up, standing up, standing up. There's a book called why French women never get fat. And they talk about this. They're like from American women, just like they shove food down their throat, standing up. They're not even thinking about what they're eating. And then they go and do the next thing where in France, they're sitting there. They like, it's, it's like almost a ritual, right? And the thing is pussy really loves when things are slow. She likes when you take your time, when you really pay attention to the smallest little details. And when you eat like that, and when you eat food that nourishes you, she is going to respond in a way that's going to take you higher. So what you did for yourself was really an amazing thing, not just for your health and your overall well-being, but it also takes you higher. Like that's an ascension to me that it's not even just about not feeling bloated. That's like secondary. It's like, I feel better. It's a paradigm shift. It's easier for me to turn on. Completely. And when you look in the mirror and you're like, damn, you look good. That is such a game changer. And Yeah. I think that just one of the things that you said, you know, when we talked was just about that idea of slowing down and you've talked about that in relation to food, but where are some other places that we could slow down in our lives? Everywhere. (laughs) I think, I mean, everything goes so fast today. I, you know, I just saw on the calendar, I'm like, it's daylight savings time this weekend. What the hell is happening? (laughs) Like, it's like our world, everything, social media, everything goes so quick. Everything's happening so fast that it's like slowing down and eating, slowing down in dressing yourself, like taking Mm. time in just feeling your skin because that creates that experience that you know, once you start to like touch yourself and take putting your clothing on and feeling the fabrics and putting clothing off, like taking clothing off or when you take a bath or just a shower, like and putting your hands on your face in the shower, just slowly like, you know, I wish you could see me right now, but like <laughs> moving it, you know, moving your hands slowly down your neck, you know, and you can do everything slow. And what I find is this is the crazy thing. When I do make it an intention to go slower, I get more done. 
Really? Yeah. It's bizarre. And more like with clients, they say the same thing. It's really wild because I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm doing it with like the sense of turn on. Like I was talking to a woman the other day and she was like, I did it. I did this. Like I did the slow. And what happened was she was saying how the men in her office responded to her Mm. so much differently that Mm. they like all the shit she needed to get done. They like did for her because she was so like slow. She wasn't like bossing them around and telling them what to do. And like, come on, we got to do this. We got to do that. She was like, so I need you. Did you see that spreadsheet? Like, what do you think? And like, she was like, the more she slowed down in her, in her tone, in her voice, in her body movement, in Mm -hmm. her body language, they were like eager to do for her. And Mm. she was like, I had less to do. (laughs) So that like, so like more shit got done. And I'm like, yeah, it's a wild thing. Like more people want to like support you when Mm. you're in slowdown, because I think your calmness, your sexiness, your turn on, like they, they feed off of that. I love that. I love to think that slowing down is actually more efficient. That's very appealing. (laughs) And when we talked about this too, you know, um, you were talking about these different kind of practices that you could do to really experience more pleasure and more sensuality. And we talked about the idea of it being a lifestyle shift rather than this is just a habit that I have to stack in and really thinking about this is a, this is the way that I am now and creating this as a devotional practice. And I'd love to just hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, this is, so I think about it as like, it's the matrix, you know, I think it's like the blue pill, like you get the red pill or like, this is the blue pill. (laughs) So you have taken the red pill. If I, if I got the colors right, like let's say the red pill has been the pill that we've all taken, the patriarchal red pill our Mm -hmm. whole lives. And now we're starting to get to the point where, especially 2023, we don't need men for anything we don't need them for having even babies or money or we're more independent. And now it's all about thriving, right? So this is the red pill where it's like, you know, this is the blue pill where it's like, this is the paradigm shift. And when you take the blue pill, it's all day, every day, it's a discipline. Mm. And part of the discipline is it's not like I have a job and then like, or pleasure. It's not like, I have a relationship or pleasure. It's an and. So it's a discipline that you get to sprinkle in throughout your day in everything you're doing. Like I have various tools. Like now I, one of the tools that I do, I have a sacred rage and sacred grief practice. And then there's a way to add turn on to it. So you can have your anger, you can have your grief and you could have your turn on. And the turn on is what allows you to move forward in the day because sometimes anger and grief could be really, they keep you stagnant. Mm -hmm. You don't move forward and turn on to me is the thing that's like, Ooh, now I can, I want to take action from turn on. I don't want to take action from anger. I don't want to take action. You know, I used to never, I wasn't allowed to experience any emotion. It was like illegal in my house when I was (laughs) to experience any emotion other than happy. So it's like, if I got angry, I'd have to pretend I'm not angry. Then I'd have to pretend I'm happy. Mm -hmm. But now I have permission to give myself and my body, right? It's my body to express the anger. It's my body. I give my body the permission to express the grief. 
And once they express that there's space, there's like, you know, tabula rasa, then I can turn on and then I can take action from there. So it's not like ignoring these other things in our lives. It's like, how do we pour turn on onto it? So that, and that's how our bodies expand to hold more. And it also teaches our bodies to expand and hold more in pleasure. Like it's safe to have turn on from all of these things, because that's what I think of as pussy consciousness. Like one of the greatest, amazing, most amazing things about a woman's body is like she could give birth which is, I've never done it, but I imagine the most painful thing ever. Mm -hmm. And you can give birth and have an orgasm at the same time. The body is designed that way. Wow. So it's like, to me, that's like, there's a whole movement on all of these women who are giving birth and they're practicing orgasm to orgasm when they give labor. And I find that so incredible the body can do both at the same time so that you could experience that pleasure and it's like when I heard that I was like oh my god I can experience pleasure no matter what's happening in my like my Instagram gets shut down and disabled I can experience I can be angry and feel the pain but I can also have the pleasure and when I can pour the pleasure into it that's when I can move forward Mm. because the pleasure sparks creativity and radiance and all the, all the good things that we want. Everything. It's everything. It's like, well, when you think about it, it's like, why do you want the things you want? Because of a feeling, right? It's why do you want the money? Why do you want the relationship? All of the things is like, because the once you get the relationship, it's going to feel a certain way. Well, right. what is feeling? There's going to be some pleasure involved, right? Mm-hmm. So it's what if you started with pleasure? You know, mm. what if the journey just as amazing as the destination? Yeah. And that was one of the things that you said to me. You're like, I want you to start a pleasure research department and have a note in your phone where whenever something's pleasurable, you write it down. And you said to me something like, if you just like stroke your pussy for like two or three minutes, You got to use lube, but like, don't use a vibrator, just like experience this and just see what it's like. And you said to me, if you do, you know, 10 minutes of pleasure research a day, then your life will be totally different in like a month. And you said to me, you know, you were like, you're so attuned to your own energy that I think in 10 days, you will feel your energy will be so different. So tell me how, like, what, have you done it? Has, what's happened? (laughs) Okay. Well, before I tell you this, I found this study yesterday and I want to read it to you. It was released on like the PR wire or some shit and it blew my mind. So here we go. Are you ready to hear this? I think you're going to love this. I'm dying. I'm like, okay. Okay. A new study released today by Revlon and Fordham University proves that performing a simple daily makeup ritual can enhance a woman's emotional state and expand her openness to love and romance. Revlon partnered with researchers at Fordham University to create the Revlon Love Study, which measured how women and their partners reacted after a period of conducting a simple daily ritual. The ritual was facing a mirror using a favorite fragrance, applying makeup, savoring a candy, taking a deep breath and looking at yourself and smiling. Conducted on hundreds of women, the study findings were powerful with 97% of participants reporting a significant positive change in them within the first week of adopting the ritual. 
Women in the Revlon Love Study were asked to keep a journal to record the changes they felt after just four days following the ritual. 71% reported an increased desire for romance, 69% were more open to finding love, 77% felt more outgoing and social, and 74% said they were more likely to flirt. The study also found that love is contagious. After the Revlon love test, partners were more likely to reciprocate an act of romance. And perhaps most interestingly, 85% of the women in the study noticed a positive change in how others reacted to them, noting an increase in compliments from their partners or date, 65%, and more than half, 56%, confirming that others flirted with them more frequently. This is like, this is it. This, this is, is like it. the rock of my work. This is like, she got herself turned on just by putting on, because she felt better, right? Yes. It's like, she did what made her feel good. And then she felt good and she looked at herself. And, and when you smile, I would add to that. When you smile and look at yourself in the mirror, it's like, you say, hello, gorgeous. You wink at yourself. You <laughs> yeah. say, oh my God, you're so fucking hot. Like I will look in the mirror and be like, you're so hot, like naked. Like, you know, we women and we, Going back to what you were saying about the body, it's like there's so we have so much stuff about our bodies, and it's like it's all bullshit. Like your body is perfect and gorgeous the way it is. And if you want to make changes, great, mm -hmm. but start from the place of I love my body as it is now. It's going to be a lot easier. So it's like look at yourself and like when she smiled, like I love that part when she smiled at herself because it was like job well done. She's so proud. She's lit up. She saw her radiant. Yes. And like, this is, this is the thing when you experience your radiance as a woman, you experience your divinity. Mm. And it's not just like, I feel good. So I feel good. It's like, I feel good. And everyone else responded to me differently. Exactly. Because it's coming from inside. Mm -hmm. It's not like I have to feel good. I have to look good. It's like, it's an inner feeling good. Like, I'm just like, you're aligned, your outer and your inner are on one wavelength. Completely. And that's the thing. And when you spend time to do that and cultivate it, and it's like how you said, you were like, oh, I'm selfish for selfish reasons. I'm like, being selfish is the fucking best thing you could do as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> because we're, we're taught this stuff like selfish is wrong. You're, you know, do for everyone else. And then I'm like, this is how pussy dies. That you're just, when you're selfless and you're doing all of these other things and you're not looking out for yourself, you're not looking out for your body. You're disconnected from the 8,000 nerve endings. Your body is like dead for you. Yeah. And you're in full resentment mode. You just fucking exactly. hate everyone. And then it's like, what is that? How are you? And then if you hate everyone, how does that support the people in your life? How does yeah. that take them higher? How does that do good for your clients, for your friends? For It doesn't. And then everyone's just miserable, commiserating. But if you are like, hey, you know what? I'm going to plan 10 minutes in my day to just find what turns me on or like work on my turn or just even like caress my body. You know, when I start working with women, you're more advanced. So that's why I said, you know, what if you stroked your pussy? But when I start working with women, we don't, I don't have them go for the pussy first. Never. I usually <laughs> have them go for other body parts because that's what actually is also much more needed in terms of they haven't really experience like giving body parts attention and just like loving on their body parts and, and touching and caressing in a way that feels juicy for them. Like how often do you do that? And just sit there and like, just like, you know, maybe stroke the inside of your, you know, 
hand, like if you just like stroke the inside of your wrist right now, ever so like slowly, if you just do that with me right now, you'll feel that. Yeah. It's very sensitive and it's very pleasurable. Yeah. And it's a very, like, sometimes like if I'm in a boring meeting, I'll start doing that. (laughs) Or like, I'm like, or like, I'll like, even if it's like a boring zoom, I'll like put my hand on pussy. Like I'll do like, because I'm like, oh, this is a good time to get some pleasure in. (laughs) Then my body like feels alive. And then I'm like, Ooh, I got that joke. Like, that's what I'm saying. You can bring pleasure to anything, anywhere. By just stroking your body or doing, and nobody has to know. It doesn't have to be outrageous. It's like your little secret, but because it's like, you're kind of like your little secret, people feel that because they're like, what's up with her? Like, yeah, they can feel that you've got a sexy secret. And I loved that. One of the things that you said was like, you know, that you sometimes will just wear like lingerie to like a client appointment or something because it makes you feel good. Like you're just... You and you said I wrote this down. You were like, it's like a challenge to keep my pussy online. Like, what can I do to turn her on today? Yeah, it's always that's the question. Like, what can I do to have pussy go online? Because that's like my job. That's like getting into the vortex for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, it's like, you know, because I think we both like are fans of Abraham. And it's like, and I really believe in that, like the vortex. And to me, the vortex is the pussy verse. So I'm like, what can I do to get into the pussy verse today? And <laughs> If she gives that, like those 8,000 nerve rendings, they're real. They're here for, they're here for you to use in a way they're here. Your body is here to support you. And it's so wise. Mm. And I think what happened is with the patriarchy, we really got disconnected. You know, we live from the neck up and we're not utilizing our potential not because it's the brain, but it's the body. Like the body has a mind of its own. There's mm-hmm. a, and it, you know, it's like, if you get sick, it knows how to heal you, but it's not even just about getting sick and knows how to heal you. It knows how to take you higher. If you let it, if you attune to it. And yeah. You- and, and I remember you saying that, like, basically that, that doing this and really stepping into exploring the pleasure of your body on a daily basis is massively expansive. And you were like, this is the next level. Like this is it's a major graduation. It changes everything. It may, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm so grounded in my body. Like I had like a crazy week of breakdowns and I'm like, people even I've been talking to, they're like, you're incredibly like grounded. I'm like, yeah. Cause I have tools that I use. Yeah. I'm like, you know, like it was like, I have like my accountant, like I have, you know, corporate taxes to file for this business. It's like 315. She's like missing on vacation in Spain. I'm like, what, what's going on? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go turn on. Cause I can't deal with this. <laughs> you know, I could choose to like freak out or I'm going to go and turn on and take care of me. And it's like next level. And then I can do what I need to do. And I'm grounded in my body. Mm. So it, it's like when things come at you, you know, you're like, I got this. I yeah. got this. Like, I don't need, you know, I, I, you know, I'll figure this out. It doesn't feel like it's the end of the world. And like, you're this like little baby victim, you know? So it's, it's, it's a very, that's why it's like the body to me is like the next level expansion and also making the body feel safe with, it gets to be this good, right? Because here's the thing, the human condition loves the struggle, yeah. We're that's it's it's like loves the struggle. I mean, before I started doing work on myself, I was like, I could have gotten an Oscar for how I could complain. I mean, <laughs> like I was so my family, if you came to a family, come to a family dinner, 
it's like everybody ones up one up each other on like this is terrible this is awful the world is ending you know yeah like the misery olympics right yeah and it's like because they're disconnect because that's the conditioning and they're disconnected from the body but the body has the codes for pleasure because once you start going in the direction of pleasure the body remembers even though the conditioning is so thick with the struggle and it's so big collectively, like the world is ending. I don't even watch the news. If I turn on the news, I want to die because I'm like, why well, I can't live, you know? But if I'm spending time on my pleasure and my body's feeling safe in that pleasure, it diminishes that desire, that conditioning, that like, you know, that like, I feel like it's called, I call it like a, it's like a kinky secret, like desire. It's like the subconscious kinky desire for like struggle. Like, so it diminishes that, you know, and then it makes it like the desire becomes now I want pleasure more because it starts to get used to it. And it's like, wait, this is also familiar. I know yeah. this thing, you I know, have access to this. Yeah. Yeah. I have access to this and I want more because feeling good feels really good. And yeah. like, bad has to happen when I feel really good. You yeah. know, I come from a family of if something good happened, keep it secret, don't tell anyone. And it's not going to last. Get ready for the terrible thing because something good happened. And it's like, that's not true. No, <laughs> like, not at all. Get better and better and better. But I have to let my body know that it can get better and better and better. Like my body becomes more comfortable with it getting better and better and better and thriving goes higher because I'm now spending time in the discipline of the pleasure, of the lifestyle of the pleasure, of bringing pleasure because there is so much of that collective struggle out there and it's it's hard, you know? You have to have communities of people who are like, I desire pleasure over struggle. Like, yeah. I feel like that's what the vortex is for me. You know, that's what being in your presence is. You're like, I'm not about the struggle. Like, I'm not <laughs> like, that's not, that's not a vibe here. Like we don't yeah, do let's, that. let's not glorify that shit. It's a, it's an invitation to rise and to become the person you've always wanted to be. But something that you said to me that I wrote down was you said, pleasure is the antidote to the pain of life. Yes, I believe that to be true. I love that. It's so good. Okay, so can I tell you about my pleasure research so far? Yeah, yes, please. All right. So there's so much. So just now, I literally got back to my house at the three minutes before we started recording because I went for a very joyful walk with my titties out. And before I left the house, I was going to put on some sunscreen and I had two bottles of sunscreen and one was like sports sunscreen, just like standard. And the other was like Brazilian bum bum with sparkles in it. And I was like, that's the one, that's the one I want the sparkle sunscreen. So my titties were jiggling and glistening and sparkling in the light. And I felt so good. So even just doing that and realizing it wasn't even very sexual. It's just, I was in nature and I was feeling the elements and I was just feeling so good and so alive. So I felt so like that was, it was really juicy. Yours, you sound juicy. I'm like, I have like my hands on titties right now. And I'm like, Ooh, that's, I love this story. It's it was, so juicy. And it's so simple, right? It doesn't have to be that you pour yourself a milk bath, like Cleopatra, although that's lovely. It's like, it can be little things. And something that you'd said to me was, do you ever read erotica? And I was like, no, I haven't done that in a really long time. So I downloaded some erotica audiobooks on audible and 
they were, it was so amazing. So I was like, I really looked hard to find like the dirtiest ones I could. And then I was lying in bed, listening to this erotica at first. Like I looking really hard to find the dirtiest one. That was so I love I that. did it. Yeah. I didn't just want some like bodice ripper bullshit. I was like, where's the filth? I want like, yeah. give it to me. Yeah. Like if we're going to do it, like let's really do it. Yes. Yes. And I was lying in bed listening to this erotica book and I'm not using a vibrator like you instructed. And I was alternately like laughing out loud at how bad the writing was and also orgasming, which was just so Maybe. delightful. Like that oh was so, so great. And then I got a little bit frustrated the next day because those audiobooks, sometimes the chapter is like 20 minutes long and there's 10 minutes of a nonsense story that I don't really want to hear. So I read erotica instead. Like I downloaded a book on Kindle with Kindle unlimited. You can get a million erotica books for nothing, which is incredible. And so I was like reading erotica in the bath with like my legs open and just uh, having a great time. Oh my and God, my skulls are getting hard. <laughs> and I've just started to kind of shift into this mode where at around four o'clock now I'm officially off the clock and I'm not going to work because the problem is I love what I do. And so I could work all night, but it doesn't leave me space for pleasure. And I don't want to rush all of this. So I'm just kind of carving out 4 p.m. onwards to be just like a joyful, pleasurable time. So I love um, I love all of this. This is so good. This it's been so good. really nice. And I also booked a private dance class, which I'm doing tomorrow. So <laughs> something that you had said to me was, you know, I do these floor work classes and you were like, well, isn't that really pleasurable and sensual? And I was like, yeah, but they're a long way away. And sometimes it's just like a drama to like get in my car and I'm tired. And you said, well, just book someone to do virtual privates with you, like make it easy. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head. Like, why am I not making this easy for myself because it's designed the patriarchy designed it that way yeah. because that's that's part of it's the conditioning is so big it's like a lot of women are like why don't I mean it's like it's like it seems so obvious like obviously like how did I not realize to because where that's part of that's why it's so subtle right like you don't think about it and it's like holy fuck <laughs> like mm. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's where you're like, oh my God, obviously, you know, like someone as smart as you who does the work that you do, of course you could see that, you know, but it's like the conditioning of like, you know, always working and, you know, putting work first mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like pleasure in our culture at best is this idea of like, you work really hard and it'll be a reward. Yeah. Or yeah. Or it's like, if you want something great, then you're going to have to work for it. Like if I want the pleasure of that class, I'm going to have to get in my car when I'm tired and drive in the dark to get there. Yeah. And you have to spend all of this time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, it's not like this place is like five minutes away from your house where it's like a no thing. It's like, you have to drive there. You have to get there. You have to drive back. Now you've spent like what, three hours. It's the same thing with me. Like my old dance class like a three hour thing. Like it was like a five hour thing to do go to a dance <laughs> class. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Right. So, and now it's like, no, wait, why don't I just do the online ones? Oh yeah. Like, and then it's like, it's, there's a moment where I have those moments where I'm like, it's the conditioning. Like, how did it, I miss that? Like, because it's like, there's, it's impossible to, you know, when you think about it, it's like so obvious, but it's so subtle mm-hmm. that you're not, seeing it. And it's like, once you start doing more things that bring you pleasure and make it, 
you know, a priority, you're going to see how subtle that, how subtle the conditioning is. You're going to see it faster because it should be easy. It should be easy. Pleasure should be easy. It's not pleasure if it's hard, unless you're into the kinky shit. That's a different, that's a different podcast. That's different. Well, that was one of the things that you said that I wrote down. You were like, this should not be a chore. If it becomes a chore, you're not doing it right. Like it's got Uh, to be easy and simple. Yeah, it's got to be easy and simple. It's got to feel good, right? So if it feels good for you to stop at four and not work, then yes, awesome. Mm -hmm. If it feels good for you to continue to work past four and you can find a way to pour pleasure into it, keep going, right? Like that's that's really what it is. It's there's no right way to do it, Mm -hmm. but the only wrong way to do it is to make it like, I got to get this right. I got to get it perfect because Mm -hmm. that's that's like you still took the red pill. Yes, you You took the red pill on your way to the blue pill. Yeah, exactly. And now you're like, what? now it's like soup. Cause it's like, you're not getting the right or blue pill. You're like getting this mixture of, I don't even know what it's exactly. like, there's no right way, you know, like there's no right erotica book. There's no right. Um, there's so many things that you could do for pleasure. And like everyone has different tastes, right. And everyone has different desires. So it's really, I mean, this is a game of what do you desire and how do you bring pleasure to that desire, right? How yeah. do you bring turn on? the desire like what do you desire and then that's what it is because if you desire more pleasure great how do we bring more pleasure to that there's Mm. no like you know it's like that you staying in that paradigm if you see yourself doing things if you're starting if you're listening to this you start a research you know you start a notes in your research and you find that you're struggling or it's hard stop and just breathe Mm. like and just really go inside and be like what am I doing that's like a moment where I'm like maybe we want to tap you know mm-hmm. maybe you want to you know like what is going on here like yeah look at what's happening underneath it and I think for me like it's been really interesting even just reading erotica and listening to those erotica audiobooks it's helping me expand my sexual appetite and reminding me like what are some things that I actually want to do in my real life rather than just having the same sex forever until you die? Like, what else do you actually want to experiment and play with? And it's very easy to just get in a rut, you know, and think about the same things or do it the same way. It's like, well, there's actually so much more out there, but unless you're being exposed to those ideas, you're not even going to really have awareness of them. That's the whole point. This is what I want. I was like so excited for you because I'm like, you're expanding your sexual like appetite. That's the whole point, especially when you're safe in your relationship mm-hmm. and everything feels really good in your relationship, then you can go and be like, you know, and like, this is a new way to like bring something like fun and juicy in for your bodies to experience together and be like, you know, even just to like a way to flirt with your beloved to be like, you know, I'm just reading this erotica book and they did this thing in there. And I'm just wondering if we could <laughs> storm about how we could be do- like, how could we bring more pleasures to our, just having the conversations, like you can yeah. use them as a way to turn yourself on, to turn him on, you know, because I find that in heteronormative relationships, it's really the woman who is doing this. <laughs> most of the time. It's not the man. And it's not because the man doesn't want to, but if I had to say biologically, if a woman's really tapped into her turn on and she's got the 8,000 nerve endings on and he's only got four. So we have the power to be more creative, to be more seductive, to really bring that into the relationship. And then we get to do it our way. 
You yeah. know, you can do it your way, mm-hmm. right? And then that expands him as well. And then you go higher because yeah, this is how sex dies in relationships because it, that's one of the ways sex dies. It's like, especially once you, everything's good, you get close, you get into a routine and then you're like, eh, you know, we already did that sex. Like, let's go skydiving. You know, you're still <laughs> the things that's like, will give your body that excitement. Cause you're like, we had sex. Like, you know, why are we like, I want to you know, like, you know, and it's like, no, wait, but did you have the different kind of sex? Did you try it different? Did you try it? Like, or like, what fantasies do you have? Like, and sometimes, you know, fantasies don't always have to be acted out, but even just the mere conversation of the fantasy with your beloved could mm. really be something that could lead you to turn on. So it's like just this expansion of having these conversations because like we have these bodies to like have these experiences with, right? Yeah. And it's like, why not like have it all and do that and like give your body that, you know, space to really research and experiment and like adventure of like what I could do with you and then really receive the feeling of the pleasure, receive yeah. the whole sensory, the full sensory experience. It's just so hot. Like just the, even the buildup to the point of orgasm, like that tumescence experience is so hot just to stay in that. Because that is, again, it goes back to, it's making the journey as good as the destination. It's like, everything's great. You know, everything's juicy. Everything's hot. Everything's pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Oh, I and- love that. And I also had a really interesting experience on Saturday, which I feel is definitely tied into what I've been doing. So it's like the more attention you put on this area of your life, the more you're going to understand about yourself. So on Saturday afternoon, I was coming back from a photo shoot. I'm in full glam. I've got huge hair, lashes. My titties are kind of out. Like I'm looking like a showgirl basically. And I blow a tire and I have to call AAA and get a toe. And the guy who picks me up and my car is like a 65 year old man. He's really nice. He takes me to like three tire shops. And when he takes me to the tire shop that takes my car in, I start to feel myself shut down because it's two younger guys. It's getting dark. They're closing up. And I just start to feel this, like not even a need, but like I start to turn down my radiance because I'm starting to feel unsafe and uncertain. And It was really interesting to notice. And I had my hypnosis session with Grace Smith yesterday. And she was like, what do you want to work on? What's going on? And I told her about that. And I told her that, you know, I I can smile at any woman I see walking down the street and that's really easy, but I almost automatically avert my gaze when I see men and I never smile at them. Even if I'm at the gym and there's a hundred people around and I know I'm safe and it's daylight, I still feel like it's not safe for my radiance to be turned on. And so she and I worked on that yesterday. And then I went to the gym afterwards and I was like, all right, let's test this out. And I wore like a revealing outfit because I wanted to really like test, like how has this worked? And what I noticed was so interesting. Firstly, I had to kind of train myself to look at men because I wasn't in the habit of doing it. had to like train myself to do it. But then two things happened. One, the men that I made eye contact with that continued to make eye contact with me were like addicted to looking at me after that. And they looked at me the whole time I was there and it didn't upset me or bother me at all. Actually kind of felt nice. But the other thing was a lot of the men, like I'd say 
80% of the men that I made eye contact with or even smiled at were totally intimidated and embarrassed. They didn't know what to do at all, which is really the opposite of what my subconscious thought was going to happen. This is so, all of this is so good. I can't, I mean, like my, first of all, I totally know the experience. I'm the same way. I'll flirt with the dogs. I'll flirt with the babies. I'll flirt (laughs) with the women. And then when it comes to, especially if I'm alone, that is again, what one of the reasons why I do my work that I do is like, as women, if we get together collectively, if we really do this work, there is a healing and there is a, we stand in power together because Mm. The safe, the unsafety feeling is quite real. And yeah. it's it's a very like I get that. And there's like a whole other aspect to this because once you start to own your pussy, you start to own your life in that way where you are like you you basically had that transformation of like I was scared to do it. You she empowers you. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not what you think it is, and she's got you. And you were in a place where you were like you saw the responsiveness and the reaction and a lot once if we all do that as women like I really believe if we all stand in our radiance if we all have in our turn on they will be scared of us <laughs> just like yes. like yeah, they didn't not, know what to do with they themselves know what to do with themselves because they become like childlike it's quite the opposite and like instead what happens is a lot of times if I speak to women about this a lot like especially single women who are living alone at night it, there's like that feeling of scary like oh my god and men don't have that like I've talked I've asked men who live alone they don't have like yeah. men, they don't have that feeling of walking around at night if you're wearing something sexy like oh my god like let me just get to my car fast or let me get home inside fast because it's mm-hmm. like it's that feeling of holding your breath and it's because that's the conditioning of being in your like it's like you can't show they're going to and unfortunately that's the energy that does attract the danger mhm well, the energy when you're like, I'm fucking this hot goddess walking around, <laughs> it scares them. It scares them. Like, it's like, but there's an art to that. So what I feel like, I love that you notice this from like the car situation to the gym and that you were able to practice it in a safe place and you saw the results. Yeah. Uh, look at what happens. And then some men did flirt back. They were feeling the vibe and they were like, okay, which I feel like flirting is so important to the plot. Like I felt like I'm, I was flirting with you before when I was like, Ooh, my nipples are getting hard when you were talking, you know, not, and it's innocent. This is an innocent flirting. You weren't out there like trying to hook up with someone. Flirting is for the sake of flirting. You're not trying to like have sex with someone. Sometimes you can use flirting though, to get like free shit or like upgrades. And you can do it with women too. No, I mean, serious. Like I was talking to one the other day at the client who she was like, I went to, I was at, I was stuck. I had to go to this hotel. It was all sold out, but I started flirting with the woman and she like gave me an, like was able to find a room for me. I'm like, there you oh, go. I feel like I flirt with everybody who works in service or at a hotel or an airport or whatever, because they can help you out. They can help Why you. Why would you not? key, but that's the pleasure. Like, you know, so you already have that in you that you already have that code of like, all right, I know that I'm in serve, I'm in a service situation here. So I'm going to turn on the flirting. So, Mm -hmm. and then you turn on, so you like, you know how to do that. So isn't that interesting? And Mm -hmm. when you are in, in a place where it's like, you don't need anything just for the fun of flirting. When it comes to men, you turn off. 
Mm. And it's, it's interesting too, because of course there are times when it's appropriate to like become invisible because it really is a crazy situation. But if you're someone who wants to be on and bright and radiant, like 99.999% of the time, then you really need to work with your subconscious to let it know that it's safe to do that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's, it's, and, and it's practicing in places like the gym in daytime where there's all of these people around where you feel like, okay. And like exactly how you experimented. It's not going out at night alone in the dark, you know, (laughs) a little outfit because we do still live in a sexually violent world and it's being, it's knowing, and you do, there's sometimes you do need to turn it off, but it's about the point is you're the one in control, right? You're not like, You're not living months of your life with no turn on. And then something happens where maybe you're like accidentally like find something on Netflix that you're like, wow, this is hot. And I feel turned on. You know what I mean? You don't wait for that moment. It's like, wait, I can control my turn on. I have control of it. I know when to pussy can go offline. Pussy can go online versus you're waiting for pussy to come online and you're do like, you're not doing anything to have her come online and you're waiting for the world to turn you on. And the point is it comes from you. You're the one that's in control. It's your job to make that connection with pussy and, you know, your breasts and all, like these parts of yourselves that are there for this purpose. And no one outside of you is really going to do it for you. Yeah, the occasional like maybe movie or whatever, you use it to enhance it, but it's really you having that intention and making that connection for you with your body. Love it. Love it. This has been so good. Thank you so much. And I know that your Instagram just got fucking revoked, but how do people find you in the interim? Where are you? I have a website called theawarenessmuse.com. Um, T H E A W A R E N E S S M U S E dot com. You can hit me up there. And then I'm starting a new Instagram. I'll post and I'll like post to Gala. I'll, I'll like send you a post so that like you can like share. It's going to be okay. the period awareness muse because I know, yeah, Instagram is a dictatorship, but it's okay. It really is. It really is. But if you have a website, then it's all good. And people can work with you in a multitude of ways, I imagine. What do you yeah. have that you that will like titillate our listeners? So I have a one-on-one if you want to really, really expand um your, you know, whole pleasure, love life, calling in the love or like changing the dynamic in your relationship and just make it more hot and juicy and feeling like a goddess. So that's like a one package. Then I have Pussy Reclamation, which is an intensive, um, if you just want to taste what it's like to work with me. And then if you want to see what it's like to work with me for free, I have goddess circles that are once a month. Um, Everyone, any pussy owner is welcome. And when I say pussy owner, I also mean whether it doesn't matter if you have a pussy or not, if you identify with pussy, if that's your thing, then you are welcome to come and be part of the Pussyverse with me. And then I have more group work coming out, coming soon. Love it. Love it. Oh my goodness. You're such a pleasure. And I just love hearing it from your accent. There's something about the New York accent that is so comforting to me. And um, I just really appreciate you sharing all of this. Thank you so much. 
You're so welcome. You're so, so welcome. I feel that about your accent. Whenever I'm like, oh my God, her accent is so soothing. Oh, that's so nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope this was so helpful and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for having me on.